We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1343. I'm your host, Greg Audino. Back with you once again on a Saturday with a question submitted by one of your fellow listeners. And let's keep this intro nice and short because I have a feeling there will be a lot to say about this one. Feeling uh, feeling kind of rambly today. Get ready for that. <laughs> so as usual, let's check out the question, offer our best support, and optimize your life. My question is, how do you move on from someone no matter how hard you try? I recently saw my childhood friend with his new partner, and at first I was happy for him, but then my heart started to break. We tried to make a romantic relationship work, but it fell through terribly. My mind understands that we want different things in life, such as kids and where we want to live, but my heart still wants him, even though I am in a happy and healthy relationship. Is there something I can do to get over this feeling? Okay, and many thanks to you for sending this in, Asker. I think there are a few things to touch upon here, a um, few avenues we can take to, to tackle this question. But for me, the one thing that hangs over all of it, no matter how you want to approach this, is what it really means to be moved on from someone. It certainly feels like it would be worth our time to explore that idea and for you uh, to explore how you personally define moving on. So I am of the belief that there is a ton of gray area here. And that the more we reject the gray area and instead try to label ourselves as fully moved on or not moved on at all, the more we struggle. So you mentioned trying hard to move on. And to me, trying hard sounds like resistance. It sounds like you're fighting. And if there is the demand you're putting on yourself to be completely over this guy from your past, then you're not accepting yourself as you are. You are rejecting your ability to heal one step at a time. And it can be extremely easy to confuse that frustration with the feeling that you should indeed be with that person from your past. So uh, the inner commentary might be summed up like this. I hate the feeling of missing him. Therefore, there's either something wrong with me or we are meant to be together. It can quickly become about wanting to avoid bad feelings. and. You know, when we can't tolerate or don't want to tolerate those bad feelings, we have a tendency to try to jump to answers and conclusions as opposed to just sitting with the discomfort of not knowing or feeling bad. And the best way to have answers, you know, or to think you have answers is to paint those black and white pictures of how things should be. But moving on from someone, like anything, happens in stages. So let's think about this, right? 
maybe it might start with being very codependent. So you just broke up, you're codependent, you're contacting them every day, you're crying every day, you're not dating anyone else, and not imagining that you could ever be with someone else. It seems impossible. And then things move along. You contact them every other day. You cry every other day. Then you contact them once a week. Then you cry once a week. Then you decide to join a dating app, uh, but still can't muster up the courage to actually go out with someone. Then you contact your ex every other week. Then you finally decide to go on a date, but when you're there, it feels wrong to be with someone besides your ex. Then you don't call them for two weeks, and then you realize you haven't cried in two weeks. Then you try another date, and it's actually fun, and you're reminded that there are some nice people out there, even if another relationship still feels overwhelming somehow. Um, But you get drunk and decide to go out with them again, and you have fun again. Fast forward a few months, and you're seeing this person steadily. You still think about your ex, but you've started to enjoy your hobbies again, and your appetite is totally back and normal. And you reach out to your ex for the first time in two months to wish them a happy birthday, and that's really hard. So you rethink your current relationship. But then after talking with friends and calming down, after a few days, you start to feel happy again in your current relationship. Then you see that your ex is dating someone else, and it stings. But somehow you're still genuinely excited to be with your new person and see where that's going. So, that was a lot. But obviously this process goes on and you can come up with hundreds of other little uh, little checkpoints along the way. But the point is that we recover in phases from all things. And when it comes to breakups, you can be at a point in which someone from the past still weighs you know, heavier on your heart than just anyone would, but it still doesn't prevent you from being able to have meaningful relationships with new people. And to me, the ability to form those new meaningful and healthy relationships is once you've more or less entered safe territory. But it doesn't mean that in that territory, things won't flare up sometimes. You know, I could be happily married, but if the one who got away just had a baby, yeah, it might be sore for a little bit. And that's okay. It becomes problematic if those thoughts become obsessive and powerful enough to truly disrupt my new, my new marriage. But to feel you know, a bit sad in the light of something shocking like that, it's not necessarily a sign of not being over them. Um, it's just me being a human and having conflicting feelings sometimes, missing the past and wishing I could just avoid tough feelings altogether. So that I think is the idea that I would like to I would like to see you consider for yourself. How hung up are you really? Is this a recurring thing or are you still dealing with the aftermath of seeing him with someone new and you're just giving yourself grief for having any type of response? If it's a recurring thing then you know my question is is this new relationship of yours truly as happy and healthy as you've advertised it to be? Or, if this does feel like it might just be you dealing with tough feelings temporarily, can you begin to accept that these little setbacks are just part of where you are in your journey to recovery, that they might never go away, but they're also not true signs that you should be with your ex instead of being with your current partner or being single? So, there's a difference, there's a really important difference between making bad decisions and just having bad feelings about good decisions. Unfortunately, though, when we are in the heat of such 
extreme emotion and conflict, it can be hard to make that distinction and just wait out the pain. So I will, I'm going to leave you with a, a visualization exercise of sorts that might help. Maybe my favorite part of your question was when you acknowledge that you two disagree on a couple of major life choices, those being where to live and whether or not to have kids. A sucky part about love is that sometimes you can have so much emotional compatibility with someone, but if you run into each other at the wrong time or have differing views on major areas of life like those, um, and we were reminded that love conquers a lot, but realistically it shouldn't conquer really important personal values like those. So anyway, the exercise. Consider what life would be like the other way around. Imagine that. Say you didn't stand by these values of yours. What if instead of your current life, you were not dating your current partner, you were back with your ex, living where your ex wants to live, and doing what your ex wants to do in terms of having kids with no compromise, since it seems like there wasn't compromise on this when you guys dated originally. So how would that all look when you place your ex and all of the other big parts of life next to one another? If you can truly say, after revisiting this question for a while, that you'd rather be with your ex and make those other sacrifices, then there's a lot of action to consider taking that a therapist could definitely help with. If, however, in your heart of hearts, you prefer your life now as a whole, then you know it's just a waiting game. It's a waiting game, waiting out these bad feelings, waiting out the aftermath of seeing your, your ex-partner with somebody new. However, I would maybe consider your current relationship separately. You know, you might love the place you're living in and your decision to have kids or not, but still feel these urges you're having towards your ex are enough that your current relationship isn't right for you at this time. You know, then of course that's a different discussion. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Asker, once again, thank you so much for sending this question in. I really hope today's episode helped you out and uh, gave you some new thoughts to play around with. And then for all listeners, I hope this served as a good reminder for you to try and be patient. Be patient when it comes to any long-term discomfort that comes with the recovery process. And also be patient when it comes to those fleeting short-term discomforts that might pop up long after you thought you were already fully recovered. These are not necessarily signs that you're moving backwards or that you're broken or that you made a wrong decision. Pinky promise. Now, if you've got a question of your own, be sure to send it in to us via email at advice at oldpodcast.com. You'll definitely hear back from me. I'll answer the question on the show for you, or if you prefer, we can just keep it to an email exchange. Totally up to you. 
It's time to get out of here though, everyone. Thanks as always for joining me on a Saturday. Enjoy the day and come on back tomorrow where I will have our regularly scheduled episode plus our new Sunday bonus episode. That's where your optimal life awaits.